0: Welcome back to Why Though. We're glad you tuned in. And thank y'all for the love last week. Mm -hmm. Y'all are feeling us talking about justice. We see Mm -hmm. you. We see you. Mm -hmm. And we encourage you to continue to share that with your friends, with your family, with your in laws, even if they don't like it. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Share it with the people. Share it with your world, and we're so thankful to be a voice on this issue in your life. We're not experts, but we do want to share our lived experience and what we've learned, and uh, we're here for you, so thank you. And today is all about disappointment. Why 2020 (laughs) is a disappointment, though, because there's a lot of things to be disappointed about, especially when you realize it's almost June Mm -hmm. and you've been in your house since the middle of March. That's, That's a chunk of time, people. That's a chunk of time. Yeah, it is. But I have small disappointments. I have large disappointments. We all do, right, Ashley? We all do. Mm -hmm. But first, I'd like to tell about a very feathered disappointment that has made its way into my home in the year 2020.
1: May I share that? Please. We are ready.
0: (laughs) And first of all, Ashley has some thoughts on what's happened in my home. And I hope she (laughs) takes the time to share those because her take on this is rather fascinating. But it all started... It all started mid-March, right as quarantine was our reality. I have a bathroom next to my office that has a solar window, like a solar light window, meaning it's a fan, so it can suck all the air out, but then it's also providing light outside, and it's just this tiny little tubular thing. Well, lo and behold, a bird got in there, flew in through a vent, a fan vent, got stuck in it, and walked in one day to that bathroom and there was blood and poop and bird guts and feathers everywhere. It was not great. And it's so stinky. It was so stinky. And we had to call an exterminator to come extract the bird, which I thought was one bird. Found out it was two birds in there who were fighting in there and trying to escape. So great. And it was just general awfulness. And we have had some nasty woodpeckers on the back of our house that have just are just truly awful so we hired somebody to come and install these like little mesh coverings over all the holes outside of our house which are like just these it's just the perfect place for a bird to get in your house and just make a home right <laughs> and I even I was I don't know if every house is like this but in the Northwest apparently this is like a common thing to have these like spacey holes
1: that your house but then that's yeah, no, it's literally just the northwest, Tiffany. That's it.
0: <laughs> Only in the land of the
1: twilight do you have Only holes in the land of for vampires and
0: birds. Yep. <laughs> uh side note, my brother and his wife lived in Forks. They had they were youth pastors out in Forks where Twilight is. Set. Whoa. There you go. There you go. Um anyway, and then 2 days ago, folks, I heard a little something and I said, "Oh, I feel like a bird is in the skylight in another bathroom we have. <laughs> And my husband was like, no, and we, kids have been down. We're just now starting Netflix, like in our jammies with some chocolate and some tea ready to just chill for the night. And he's like, that's loud. I'm like, yeah, that's loud. He's like, I'm just going to, I'm going to go downstairs. And I'm like, it's not downstairs. It's like outside the house right here. Like I can hear it. It's so loud. So he's like, no, 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 no. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go check. So he goes downstairs. Y'all, there's a bird in my house. There's a bird in my house. (laughs) a black sparrow had made its way inside my house and here's how it got in so he comes back up and he's like so there's a bird in your house stay in here and i'm like locking the door like it's the scariest thing he puts on his biggest thickest sweatshirt and pulls the hood up and gets some laundry baskets because that's all we have to defend ourselves against the bird and try to get them outside i know And he goes and he's smart enough to go and close the doors to my children's bedrooms Yes. I just want to say that as somebody who's thinking ahead, that would never yes. occur to me to be Why like, not? Make sure, you gotta protect because I'm people. me, because I'm me. Have you ever, think- <laughs> I would never think to do that. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. And sure enough, the bird tried to get in both the kids' bedrooms and he slammed into the doors. Oh so there you go. So he goes downstairs and you can just hear this like bird flying. You know, I see the light swinging, like one of the chandeliers swinging when you first walk in our house. He's pooping on stuff. There's feathers everywhere. But he catches him in our kitchen.
1: Come on. In our kitchen window with those
0: laundry baskets. And he already had the front door open and he just threw it outside and... He, he's my hero, you guys. He's my hero. you got the bird out of my house, and this Come bird on. camped on top of my espresso machine for far too long, according to my husband. I was Ugh. not there for it again. I was hiding in my room, like, like the coward I am. <laughs> <laughs> and then at one point, he was like, because you know, kids are sleeping. And the real reason he locked me in there is because he knew I'd scream from fright. One hundred percent. Wake the kids up, right? Because once you get them down, there ain't no, no, we ain't messing with that. So it was, uh, it was a whole thing. But you know what? We have loved to tell the story. Here we are. Birdgate, gate 2020 <laughs> you think there's something there isn't something there
1: maybe is something there was something oh, it's so great oh my gosh <sighs> i was telling tiffany because she's got you know there's like blood everywhere and all these crazy things about birds and i'm like listen i think there's like a ring of birds like running your house and they they fight over your home they're they're you know fighting over territory and certain birds are vouching for your house like i really think something is at large you know larger is at play and since 2020 is not only the year of the disappointment but also the year of crazy conspiracy theories i'm just <laughs> saying i think birdgate you know right over your house is probably the way to go here tiffany so
0: okay yeah, your exact serious. words were there's a bird cartel over your house
1: <laughs> i think there is right they're fighting over territory i mean they really are <sighs> That little bird got in. He's like, I got in, guys. I got in. Oh, oh, you guys, I didn't even tell you
0: how he got in. He came. You guys, what? He, that little sucker, came down a chimney, pecked his way through glass doors of the chimney, of the fireplace to get and fly around in my home
1: it's too much it's too much and that's again, a rowdy it's, bird it is and these are the things that are happening to us in 2020 i mean it just actually doesn't make sense you're like what doesn't make sense it's happening on the whole earth what is happening on the whole entire earth that's what i want to know about 2020
0: oh my gosh let's talk about conspiracy theories for a second that sounds nice oh wow the- you want to <laughs>
1: open that can of worms
0: i just want to say i just want to say guys stick to the fun ones stick to the fun ones <laughs> Don't stick to the weird ones. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't fall for it, man. Don't fall Mm -hmm. for it. I know. is it The Atlantic that just recently published that article about how this kind of new cultish uprising religion, dare I say, of folks just obsessed with the conspiracy theory, theories that are floating around, but they also are like, no, we're doing this in the name of
1: justice and truth. It was fascinating. Mm Mm-hmm. I know it is wild. I, um, you know, I can lean towards the conspiracy theory um, spectrum. So I completely understand it. Like oh, yes, I fully, course, am like, yes, there are. Yeah, there are hidden things underneath the surface of our government. There are hidden things underneath the surface of organizations of Wall Street. Yes, like, of course. I mean, I don't, but I don't know that you have to be, that you have to take a deep dive into the ocean of conspiracy theories to know that some of those things are just true because always people in power, there will be some sort of distortion of that because we're human beings. So I think, I feel like we have to really like mind ourselves and I'm sure there are people listening. I want to hear from you guys, as a matter of fact, who are conspiracy theorists and are fully like all in on on so many things and I would love to hear from you because I'm fascinated by it I um, there was a new movie called Plandemic that released I haven't seen it yet but apparently it has like millions of views oh and, um, yeah I listened to the Pantsuit Politics Gals and they did an entire episode sort of going through the science of the movie which I thought was really helpful because on the front end even so one of the gals tends to lean more conservative in all of her beliefs and values and she was saying I can see why as a conservative person that you would watch this and believe it word for word so she's like so I want to wow. go through the movie you know line by line basically and let's talk about the real science behind this and and what they actually put facts behind and what they act what they put a lot of emotion behind and facts and emotion are not the same thing and so I thought that was really powerful and good which it really helped me as a person who can lean off on the um, conspiracy theory spectrum but even i've been like scratching my head going how do people do this and i love what you said tiffany i know it's from an article but yes i've i've seen the conspiracy theory you know in the name of justice kind of vibe Mm -hmm. um where you're like wow that's really interesting but then having trying to have a conversation with somebody or trying to get like actual facts and it's like a a random blog from you know what whoever or wherever and there are no real I haven't seen any like actual science backing a lot of this stuff so anyways it's interesting this whole year and I think it's an election year too right so a lot of (coughs) candidates can really thrive in the conspiracy theory world um, because you realize well there's no real you know, um, facts here, but yes, the emotion is so heavy and people's experiences are so heavy. And we live in this world that identifies, you know, emotion as truth or feelings as truth. And I'm not here to bunk any of that science. I think, you know, our feelings and emotions are a great indicator <laughs> of, yeah. of who we are, of where we are, of what we might be dealing with, what we might need to deal with. But at the same time, I think, gosh, I don't, I don't know how people believe half the stuff they believe And if that makes yeah. me a crazy person, I really I think, I'm down for that. I think the <laughs>
0: fascinating and invigorating thing about conspiracy theories is that it takes all responsibility off of you.
1: Right. This is something else that's happening Say to more. somebody.
0: There's no personal responsibility involved. Right. Mm-hmm. And it is this is happening to me. These people are doing that and this affects mm-hmm. all of us and it's like Mhm. Hmm. Of course, because we we play the neutral the player in the game mm-hmm. so I think that there is just some
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know yeah there's no skin in the game that we've done or done something right or done something wrong
1: yes and I'm probably gonna get in trouble for saying this but I think it it lines up perfectly with not by you obviously Tiffany but maybe some listeners would like to write in and, and rebuttal um, but I think It lines up perfectly with um, hardcore religious people, maybe um, specifically Christians, but it could be any type of religion that leans towards legalism because in legalism, there's so much judgment and blame and shame. And I think with conspiracy theories, when um, there can be this point where you reach that sort of judgmental tipping point where you begin to think like, I am the keeper of truth, me and this whole tribe that believes these things and the rest of you are either just total idiots or you don't get it or, you know. You're deceived, or you just can't see. There's a veil over your eyes. Like that's the kind of language I'm hearing, and so I yeah. find it really interesting that conspiracy theories can can couple in a really unique way that can be sort of scary, frankly, um, with with religious people. Um, so that's something I've been noticing this year, which you know is disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And and as listeners, as women of faith, like
0: we we are surprised by how the the left and the right people who are on all political spectrums yes. who love the Lord yeah. have really dug into these conspiracy yes. theories. In fact, Christianity Today um posted a lengthy article about why are Christians the one promoting these conspiracy theories, right. especially pandemic that um right. that faux documentary. So yes. just a just a that's a that's a it's, it's really fascinating, disheartening. Yes. And I think what you just shared was a little bit mind-blowing for me of just realizing this idea that some have access to truth and enlightenment and others don't. Right. Only if they're willing to believe X, Y, Ooh. Z. I think that's a really powerful mm-hmm. Powerful principle you've brought out there. But I do feel like that whole conversation played into disappointment. Thank you for that six it's minute it. rabbit hole. I know that's not <laughs> what you we were planning on. That was not on the script.
1: And it is um, something everyone's talking about, honestly. People are it really, like, really is. baffled about it or really into it. So it's a thing.
0: <laughs> kind of surprised we haven't touched it sooner, to be honest with you.
1: <laughs> yes, so true. Good point. <laughs> uh,
0: Okay, so disappointment, y'all. Mm-hmm. The, our disappointments come in all shapes and sizes, and yes, we, they do. especially early, early pandemic, we really talked about, you know, managing expectations and different mm-hmm. things like that. But I think the disappointment is so piercingly sharp because it's yeah. been so long. Yes. The things that in the back of your mind, especially if you're an optimism like me optimist like me you you're thinking oh you know but but by the time june or july or august comes or by the time this comes or by the time this happens it's going to be okay it's going to be okay and some of the projections Mm -hmm. were like that like oh you know what come summer this thing's going to burn up blah 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 right and everything's going to go back and and i do know that all 50 states have some sort of um restriction lifting in the next couple days here which is so exciting but still i think the disappointment um it's just hard and i, it I it's it's unlike anything we've ever been through and it's coming in waves i think that's what's what's really rocking me right now is just this fresh wave of disappointment i feel like i navigated mm-hmm. that first wave and now professionally relationally right. my just my, our lifestyle my, my kids yeah. school there we don't know what's going to happen in the fall and the idea of You know, i got a kindergartner starting in the fall. And again, it's just those little, I mean, it's not little things. It's a big thing to me, right? But it can be a little thing to someone else of like, you know, sending your youngest off to kindergarten for the first time. And so all those little things that you're like, okay, new wave of disappointment. And I think Mm -hmm. it is so wise for us to remember the more you take on in life, the more you find yourself where you want to be and you think that you've architected your destiny you realize Mm -hmm. that that's just not the case right and life is really just a series of managing
1: disappointments yes (laughs) right that's exactly i mean wouldn't you agree i do agree with that and i think that you know we have uh, we talked about this a little bit on Manic Monday on Instagram, but I think that we just make security an idol. I think that we make our plans an idol, and in a way, we can sort of be like, hey, this you said it beautifully, the architect of our own life, and may, maybe even I'd go a step further in some in some cases where we want to be the God of our own life. So we yeah. do, we architect our destiny so that we can be like, I got this, God, thank you. And then all of a sudden, plans go awry without our um, permission, and they go awry without Without our participation and then yeah. because that happens we have to really go wow what do I really believe about security and what do I really believe about God and I think that's a really important thing because we can feel like when our life is working as we hoped it would that God's on our side that he's for us that he's with us and then sometimes in disappointment it can feel like God where'd you go what happened where are you and so I think it's a special time to really stop and go wow what what did these disappointments mean for me and sometimes it's just feeling them embracing them I yeah about school it's just you know man I I also just I don't enjoy being a homeschool person and and my husband doesn't love that role either and we're not great at it like our kids actually really do need their teachers and they really do need other people in their lives and I think that is the hardest thing about parenting in this season for me the biggest disappointment about parenting in this season is that I enjoy sharing that with people and I enjoy my kids having access to people who are not just us who are not just like us because I think that they are able to learn and grow and thrive in the young people that they are because of all the folks they interface with. Yeah, and so that's, that's that feels disappointment disappointing. And then I think I think the same is true for each of us. We are not our best in isolation. So if you're not your best no. right now, you're not supposed to be. We are not created yeah. to, you know, thrive in isolation. And so those of us who are not able to see people at all, and I don't know Tiffany, you talked about this too. Some of the states have kind of, you know, opened up a little and people are starting to do small circles in some places. We just haven't gotten there yet. Um, And, you know, not to be able to see people is is difficult and disappointing. And we also need others to really pull ourselves out of our own head. And when your plans go awry and when your expectations are shot to hell, (laughs) then it feels like Who's going to help me get a right perspective about this? Because sometimes just being with others helps give you a right perspective. And so yeah. I think all of this is very disappointing and the small and the big. And I definitely have found myself um, wrestling with like the bigger faith questions in this sort of, you know, next wave of disappointment. You know, where I'm just like, wait, mm-hmm. Jesus, are you real? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Where are you? Like dry this thing up. You know, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I um, It's been good to be in that wrestle because you have to really again, like, well, who do I think is in control here? And what do I think God does for me? And, um, you know, if I go through the Bible... I'm thinking specifically today about Job, and maybe that feels a little depressing, but it's true. Um, when he talks about y- though I slay though he slay me, yet will I trust him? And mm-hmm. he has these moments where he's wrestling about what God is doing in his life and on the planet. Like he's he's doing a real wrestle with God, but he never leaves God, and he never forsakes God, and he never curses God. Like he refuses to do that. So I'm just asking God, how can I wrestle with you in this season of disappointment and still keep you close? And what does it look like for me to be unsure about? about so much but still God be sure about you you know so I'm just Mm. asking God to really help me with that
0: to be sure about to be unsure about so much but to be sure about you that is so so yeah so profound I am I reminded myself yesterday you know there's a lot I cannot control the majority of everything I cannot control but the little that I can and maybe that's just my power hungry (laughs) voice talking but the little that I can control like let that be beautiful let yes, that be beautiful I the love little things that. and and waking up each day and saying okay i can't control this this and this today but i can pursue this this and this today mm-hmm. like really looking at what you can and cannot do because i think um again if you lean toward optimism even that you're like and and i love that Ashley and i were very different personalities and it's totally. it's really the perfect mix because she can see things that i don't see coming she's like no this is going to be bad. And this is why, why, why. And look at all these. Look, Let's be real here. Let's be real. And I'm like, unicorns run the earth. You know, like, and so it's just, I'm. I think this wave is just crashing against the shore of my heart because I yeah. just didn't anticipate. And uh, and I'm a planner. So, you know, it's all those things. But I think that no matter where you fall with your personality, I think it's just so wise to look at this next wave. You know, maybe it's such a financial loss that you didn't see coming yesterday. Yeah. My husband delivered some very harsh news, yeah. just financial loss for our family for the next couple months. And it was just, yeah. just sunk our ship. Yeah. So all that to say, When the disappointment is just so heavy each day, just asking the Lord to be present each day saying, Lord, what's there for today? Because you're still on the throne. You're still on the throne. So if this disappointment is going to sink my ship, where's the rope? Where's the, where's the, you know, buoy? Where's the whatever I need to grab onto? Where are you? Where can you speak to me? Where can you lift me up? Because I need you.
1: I need you. I love that. Gosh, that's so powerful and so beautiful and you know, listener, you're probably facing some serious disappointments. Maybe some big ones in the loss of relationship and connection that you used to have on a daily or at least weekly basis. And like Tiffany said, financial loss could be a big thing for you. Our family faced that as well. And um, mm-hmm. or it could be, you know, that you're isolated. Like I have a friend who's like, I basically have not hugged anyone since the middle of February. Like I have not Woo! touched another human. And so just maybe you're th- you're in that position where you're like, gosh, I don't. I, I literally have had zero contact with human beings. And I can't even imagine what that must feel like. And you must be very annoyed with those of us who are like, somebody get me away from my humans from time to time. <laughs> Come on. And and maybe you're in your marriage and you're like, gosh, I'm obsessed with my partner, but goodness gracious, this is just making me crazy. It's making both of yeah. us crazy. We just want to normalize it for you because you're not alone and you're not supposed to be executing perfectly during this time and yeah. everything's not supposed to be running, you know, on all cylinders. And so just I'm praying for grace and I'm praying that you would give yourself a unique gift of grace and that you would give those around you a unique gift of grace. And I pray that each of us from the Holy Spirit would be able to receive grace in a new way, whether we are alone in this season or have suffered significant loss in this season or perhaps even lost loved ones. You know, we know people who have um, lost loved ones to this disease and it's, it's, it's devastating, it's gut-wrenching, and it's so unfair. And the way that we have to lose people right now, and the way that we have to do funerals, just even mm-hmm. everything is, mm-hmm. is flipped on its head and makes no sense. And Tiffany and I are just praying for a radical outpouring of God's grace, because it's yeah. what we need. It's the only thing that will get us through is God's grace. The Bible says that it is sufficient for us, that his power is made perfect in our weakness. And what a beautiful time to see his power. This is this is a time of weakness. <laughs> yeah. And let us let it be so (laughs) (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. isaiah 42 comes to mind verse 3 a bruised reed he will not break and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out yes smoldering just a little bit of fire left in it he will not snuff it out he's with you he's for you no matter what this new wave of disappointment is feeling like for you and maybe this is this third fourth fifth wave of disappointment Maybe it's a six, who knows. Just <laughs> we want you to know we're here for you. We know yeah. you're in your, we're in your earbuds talking each week and we're with you. We yeah. see you. We're praying for you. And don't hesitate to message us with prayer requests. We
1: yes, it is please. our honor, yes. our honor
0: to serve you. Yes. We love you listeners. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show.
1: To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit TiffanyBloom.com. To learn
0: more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit AshAbercrombie.org. See you next week.